And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Bucks Given. This is the one where we talk to Parker. Whoa! Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionize the sex space, break down barriers, and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. So this is Parker Marks. He is a porn performer and we actually worked with him about a year ago. own porn film that we did for Erica Lass. It was amazing. You're a very, very good performer. Thank you so much for um, indulging us with yourself. Oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about yourself, you know, maybe in better words rather than... Sure. <laughs> um, well, I'm a porn performer, as you said. I um, have been in the industry for about three years. Um, I spent a long time before that uh in kind of different jobs not really fitting into anything until i found my way into the sex industry which is really um where i felt like i belonged always mm-hmm. um and you know i came from quite a, a a conventional background quite a conservative home and um it took me a long time to kind of step away from that to break out and really um find myself uh, in the sex industry, find myself doing what I wanted to do, what I always really wanted to do, um, because I, I thought always there wasn't really a, an option that was open to me. It wasn't a world that I was really in. But to some degree, I think I felt like it wasn't a legitimate kind of career. How um, did you find your way into sex work? It was it like a casting couch, like, hey, now take those chances <laughs> out? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dark. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was, I, um, you know, I, it, sex was a really big thing for me from, from a very young age. Um, and uh, it always formed a, a big part of my identity. It wasn't something that I, I was super public about. Um, you can't I, be in this day and age. Well, I mean, it's well, getting in, better. In that day and in age. In that day and age. Yeah, I mean, let me tell you, I I knew that I was into BDSM from from an early age. Um, and when I came to London, uh, when I was 19, 18, 19, I, uh, I found my way onto the BDSM uh, scene here. Mm-hmm. And in those days, you know, this is, I'm kind of older than I than I look um and this is kind of pre-internet days and there really wasn't anyone my age when I moved onto this onto the London scene there wasn't there was like three people who were under 25 I was gonna say 18 19 is young to get into the BDSM scene yeah I mean it's it's not these days I think that's there's a huge Mm. scene for people who are under 25 under Mm. 35 you know these these groups that have established themselves and and are exploring their own 
sexuality and each other's sexuality and finding their communities at, at a young age. But back then, it just wasn't it just wasn't there, you know, like I, I've never been into to partying, into clubbing, into um, going out and taking drugs, which is really where the kind of big crossover was mm-hmm. in those days for, for younger people. Um, but the people that I encountered were, you know, uh, 60-year-old dudes with beer bellies and, <laughs> and, and leather jackets. Yeah, uh, Rather leather yeah, waistcoats, yeah. you know. Um, and it was... Uh, That's the image you get when you think of, like, BDSN swingers parties. Yeah, yeah it really is. Changing, think, though. Definitely. And I think BDSM's become quite mainstream now, like, ever since, like, Rihanna's... <laughs> song about it yeah rihanna and like uh, 50 shades of gray yeah of course like, catapulted it all and it's a shame that it's you know a lot of people in the bdsm scene see that as such a like a shame but it isn't mm-hmm. the fact that it's allowing the mainstream to talk about it more and make yeah, it less i think it's actually weird. really great yeah yeah i mean i mean you have to to acknowledge the the big difference that the internet made as well mm-hmm. you know yeah. from having um people who are interested in in BDSM scattered all over the world and not really mm-hmm. able to con- contact each other or if they were able to contact each other then it was a, a big step to kind of make that like identity declaration you know um whereas now it's easy to find fet life it's easy to find mm-hmm. um communities where where that exists where people are talking about it to find where those other people are and you may or may not want to go and and connect with them and may not want to engage in their their world but mm-hmm. you can find out about what they're doing and and what they're thinking and how they approach their yeah and at least you know that sexuality. you're not, not alone yeah for yeah. sure like tumblr r.i.p yeah little oh. things oh, especially now yeah with instagram well. i mean I, I follow a hell of a lot of like kinky Instagram, but that's all going to change now. Same with yeah. Twitter. It's all, it's all getting fucked up, man. Yeah, well, hopefully um, those kind of niche um, uh, sites like Fat Life won't get hit too yeah, hard really by the so. same by the same thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck number one. The first fuck. Well. It depends what you classify as sex. Okay. Um, what What do you, like, how? I mean, I've just flown in from Prague. Yeah. Uh, Is and, that sex? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we penetrated that sky. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and um, I, there was some touching under coats in the, in, in the air. In the air. <gasps> yeah. Mile high. Oh, my yeah. God. Stop. But um, nice. nothing to, like light, nothing to fruition, <laughs> but satisfying. Satisfying. Oh, yeah. Satisfying. Okay. Yeah. Would you could but, consider that sex? I mean, I consider that sex. Mm-hmm. Other mm-hmm. people don't consider that sex. It's interesting that um, the way we see sex from, uh, okay, I guess, a statistical perspective uh, in terms of how we measure sex is so often about... Um, whether you can contract a sexually transmitted disease really i never thought of it like that the activity you're doing and then of course like sexually transmitted diseases are defined by you contract them through sex and so this kind of high Uh there's this whole kind of cyclical um uh definition going on that's really interesting i always thought you know 
originally sex was penetration and now that's completely thrown out of the window because mm-hmm. i mean the way yeah defining it by can you get a sexually transmitted <laughs> infection that's i mean uh, you can I'm, get uh, that from t- just touching yeah. can't you so Frottage, yeah. or but then having, you wouldn't call oral. that so how do you characterize sex then like what would be having sex for you well um it's not something that i often think about <laughs> yeah it's not sex is not something that i often think about um yeah as a porn performer i go to set i put things in things and <laughs> bodies intersect and, and that's it no um i think for me a certain level of of uh intimacy is necessary i don't know i, I but then you can have completely unintimate sex mm-hmm. With a with someone personal, yeah. you can have the best sex experience on a set, even though it is work. Yeah. Mm. Um, I guess it totally. Do- yeah, I think intimacy has got definitely got a part to play, but then you'd still call it sex, yeah. even if you weren't had no connection with the person yeah. you were fucking. Oh, yeah. it's a grey area, isn't it? Yeah, it's- I feel like it's defined like individually. Yeah, definitely. it's one of those things that the closer you get to it, the the more it kind of disperses. Yeah. around you. So um, you fondling on the aeroplane was... Oh, sex. you literally just took that line from me. I was like, so back to the aeroplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, luckily it's winter. Um, so there's lots of long coats. Oh. oh. I was yeah. thinking, luckily it's winter. It's really cold. Is that, is that no, Bowden? Like everyone's like People are wearing long coats. Um, oh, yeah, because it was a short flight. flight. It was a short flight. It was early morning. <laughs> There was a moment when I thought, well, and you know, people, can people see? There was also a moment when I thought, well, what if she just gave me head? Here? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it feels it feels like a grey area. Like what would happen in this situation? It feels maybe it's porn has twisted me. You know, <laughs> I've I've become my mind has become warped by by porn. You're like, you should be lucky you're seeing this. You should be yeah. paying for this shit. <laughs> I'm just like, well, you know, like we're all adults. Were just, there? Were there all adults? Yeah. Do like, you not have no someone kids. sitting in your seat? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You? I was in the middle seat. She was oh. in the aisle seat. There was someone else sitting next to me. Who was it, male or female? Just a guy. Or young? Just a guy. You would have and, loved like, it. Yeah. I felt like... <laughs> said that about anyone, though. I felt like it was a legitimate... It would have been legit just to, you know, just to get into it. Oh. Just to go for it. That would oh have been so God. good. This is such a sexy scene you're yeah. painting. I am. Um, I mean, you're, you are. I'm like... In my head, I'm like thinking like, I yeah. am. Oh, my God. <laughs> get him involved. Get her involved. Like... Oh, stop it! Okay, okay. But isn't it exciting that the the I, <laughs> like the moment of trying to transgressing that and being like, what's gonna happen here? Yeah, yeah. Am I gonna get kicked off the flight? It seems like a petty thing to kick someone off a fl- like to you could be banned to from the land air. to land the plane they would somewhere not else. Land the plane somewhere else <laughs> just because of that, would they? They just scold you and maybe ban you from the air. Yeah, I think they're ban okay. you from the air. I don't think they'll be like, stop the plane. Someone is giving <laughs> head yeah, yeah, yeah. in one of these seats. I mean. <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there yeah. being caught fucking in the toilets, but I've heard a lot of people. I mean, yeah, but in the toilets well, is yeah. like this. Yeah. I can't think of anywhere less sexy to fuck than an uh, air pl- airplane toilet. Either it's so like so small and, and it, it stinks. stinks. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's just... like unusual fluids all over the floor and on the oh. surfaces. Yeah, and you're like, well, what are they? Show some self-respect. Just do it on the <laughs> seat. <laughs> 
<laughs> just do it down the aisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, everyone can watch. Those trolleys are great. Just... <laughs> <laughs> fuck two. The best fuck. I have all kinds of different sex. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You know, yeah. it's like... I know that people have come on here before and I'm sure that people will come on here again and say, well, how can you judge best? Because best, like everyone mm-hmm. does like different mm-hmm. things and we do like in the moment, it's great. It's whatever. a hard question. It really is. Yeah. But um, I think there was one experience, there were two, I guess, that were really, um, that felt super satisfying because of them keying into something about my sexuality and keying into something that sort of broke through some kind of barrier every mm-hmm. time and the one of them i guess the first one was um a time when it was the last night in a house with two flatmates and um we we all hooked up for the first time um mm. and so it's two female housemates um and it was i was just i was like i had this kind of deep connection with one of them the other one was a good friend you know mm-hmm. um but between them they kind of came together like around me which is something that i really i really love it's like being the third or being a facilitator or being mm. like you know mm-hmm. the the person who who is the kind of catalyst for something (laughs) Um, that's a definite ego stroke isn't it well it's an ego stroke but it's also like i get so much satisfaction from seeing other people um really get on and i've done this thing Mm. a couple of times where like um partners want to do something that's within like bdsm or within role play or something but they're just like like they're a couple they don't know how to do it they don't Mm. really know how to approach it Mm. and what I can do is kind of facilitate it for them and like be like okay this is the scenario I'm basically the agent provocateur in like a role play or I am kind of coaching someone who wants to dominate their partner but doesn't quite know how to do it so Mm. I'm telling them like can you see what he's doing now like he's kind of giving you an opportunity to go in there so just go in there tell him he's a bad boy like take take <laughs> he's a charge of him hold him you know this kind of thing and i think yeah. it like it just gives people some freedom to be like oh this is how i listen to my partner this is how i do this mm-hmm. basically sensei yeah. you like to be the teacher yeah there's an element of that yeah for sure definitely it i like get a lot like of satisfaction from you're it. like oh, i just want to be in control <laughs> no but say. it's not about being in control it's not about like controlling the person who's controlling someone else Mm. it's about like getting people to see something different getting them to kind of look at their partner or look Mm. at a situation and see the the fantasy see the world around them in this electric kind of magical way that it's like just appearing (laughs) i know i'm like it's not the only thing that's electric right now (laughs) (laughs) did you you didn't take that out before we started (laughs) (laughs) my boyfriend's got the other half controlling it like 
if you hear what you think a phone is, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so let me, get, let me get back to my housemates because yes. yeah, um, yeah. it was the first time that one of them had ever worn a strap on. Oh, um, okay. And it was interesting. It was actually a dick that I owned, like a okay. dildo that I happened to have. Yeah. Um, and we put it in a harness and put it on her. And my other housemate had this kind of, like they've been to, a, they're very engaged with sexuality. They had this kind of experience of like how to connect with your dick, like with your strap-on, you know? And I think a lot of people look at strap-ons and think, what's the point you can't feel anything? Mm. Like, why would anyone mm -hmm. suck a strap-on? Like, who is benefiting from that? Mm -hmm. But she went through this whole thing of like, she put on the strap-on and then she said, right, we're going to get you into character. So there was like dressing up, there was putting clothes on that kind of put this person into the character that has this dick, right? So it's part mm -hmm. of their their physical being. What was she, what, what 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 were these clothes? So there was like a some torn jeans, leather jacket. Mm. Like the hair got slicked back a bit more. Oh, that sounds like, so yeah, good. That's like hot. a role play to the to the extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, and then you did this thing where it's like, okay, just walk around with the dick, feel the weight of it, feel it move in front of you mm -hmm. and then what you do like against your clit like just press it down and just feel the kind of connection and work and like just from the end of the dick just push back into your body and feel the kind of connection there and then tap it and feel the dick kind of becoming oh. part of you and she got to this point where it was like yeah I feel this thing being part of me. It's not just like a bit of rubber or like a thing that I'm playing. Like, yeah. oh, I've got a dick. Mm. It's like, this is my dick. This is my dick. Nice. <laughs> I need a and, strap on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I suggest you, like, I really, I really suggest you go through this process and yeah. find a way of like, like becoming at one I think it's with that it dick really because it's, yeah, it sounds yeah. so enlightening as well. Instead of it just being a sex toy, yeah, it's like yeah, it's part of you, which mm. you know, should be yeah. all of you. I would have never have thought that you could feel that connection. Like mm. I just never thought about that. I, I was what you said before. Like I was just like, why would you do it? Why would you suck this? Why? Yeah, yeah. And then it turned into this. I mean, obviously, it turned into a night of like of putting the strap on to use of fucking each other of you know like this whole very fluid exchange and and this housemate who had initially been quite kind of shy and like quite reserved when when they came to us was like free and like liberated mm -hmm. and you know i wouldn't say liberated but like they were they were able to play in a kind of very sexual way in a very kind of um exploratory way with this new identity with this mm -hmm. like dick wielding mm -hmm. identity fuck three the first fuck my first sexual experience was with uh was with someone who i consider my best friend at the time mm -hmm. um and you know we decided 
that um, sex was important to us, that we were gonna have it, and the first time was gonna be terrible. Yeah, so, you both decided that. Yeah, we decided it together. I mean, that the That's very adult, <laughs> like <laughs> that. What we do is lose our virginity to each other, mm-hmm. so that when it came to something that mattered, like then we'd. Uh, then it would be okay. We'd broken through that kind of like terrible yeah. thing. We'd never held it as like, this is, you know, giving your flower to someone. So it was more like experimental. Yeah, it was experimental. And we, we wanted to kind of, it was training, you know, yeah. it was like. <laughs> sex training. Yeah, kind of sex training. Um, Playing doctor and nurse. But... Yeah. <laughs> and this goes in there and how's that feel? I don't know. So I guess, so um, she came around to my house um with this like fully in knowledge and there was like some awkward like kissing moment and then <laughs> we just got into it and you know clothes came off i had already because of this deep interest in sex that i had like i already kind of knew what i was doing because like i'd seen so many shows on tv i'd seen mm-hmm. so much information about sex and like how to have sex and and did you feel confident the first time then i felt fairly confident yeah wow. i didn't feel like i didn't yeah. feel afraid um but i wasn't afraid of my body like mm. i'd also you know i was never afraid of nudity i was never afraid of being naked in showers in that's sports so club or yeah, wait, whatever. Wh- why do you think that was i know that's yeah. going off subject but that's like such an important thing for someone young yeah i mean like for me um it was because i uh, I played sport um, when I was young and I was kind of, I was better at it than I had any right to be. Um, and so <laughs> as a 13 year old kid, you know, I was playing sport with grown adults and, oh, wow. and you know, I was in sports clubs and, and um, was, you know, like everyone showered after yeah games because like it's boys like locker rooms yeah you get to see each other naked all the time right yeah well you say that but um you know in those environments mm. in these kind of men's clubs environments like people would be naked and just very comfortable and just yeah. like showering is something you do and then i play sport at school and no one showered mm. because it was like they were afraid of their bodies it was just oh. like they don't want to have a communal shower it was yeah, very much like a like kind that. of most people are like that. Most schools are like that. I think it's yeah. fairly normal. But as soon as you grow up, you sort of realise that, oh, it's just a body. It's definitely an age thing and you were experiencing yeah. that. But that's so but interesting. But even now, like like when I when I played sport as an older man, like I noticed that the younger guys tend not to do that. They tend not to jump in the showers and just be like, okay, yeah. I'm going to shower with everyone else mm. because that's what you do. It's It was very, it's a kind of very strange thing of like, well, so in some ways, like our our culture, younger people are, are so much more liberated about sexuality. But in but the kind of flip side of that is that like that everything is maybe seems like slightly sexualized to them, and it's much more there's much more pressure, there's much more anxiety around it, you know. So yeah, maybe it's 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 harder for them. Um, but the, I mean, I always had the other thing. I mean. Uh, people probably listening to this are aware that I'm a porn performer and so it wasn't like I was there going I'm gonna tiny 
dick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I want to get very into that. Proud. But you have no idea when you're. It wasn't age. no, but I mean, like, I wasn't proud of it, but I wasn't ashamed of it. I wasn't like yeah. comfortable. Yeah, mm. I was comfortable with it. That's, yeah, that's a breath of fresh air. There's yeah. so many girls, boys, whoever's they, they feel so uncomfortable about their bits. Mm. And I, I'm very surprised as well because coming from a conservative background, mm. yeah, like, that is surprising. That I was comfortable about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is that the it was kind of there was mm, there's a sort of enforced comfort. It's like it's weird because you know I came from such a conservative background that the you know I went to private school and like in like as a young age in private school you're mm. kind of forced into into these communal shower situations and so on. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like this is this kind of forced comfort to it, but then um, somehow as you get older, like like you get a little bit older, and it gets a little bit more like you get a little more freedom, and the freedom that people choose is to be like, I'm gonna hide my body away mm-hmm. a bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. So, okay, I was staying on this friend's sofa. She came in drunk, wanted to play. Like, we talked about our sexual interests. And one of my one of my interests is bodily fluids. Mm-hmm. Um, another interest is obviously BDSM and playing like that. Mm-hmm. She decided that it would be a good idea to blindfold me and piss on me. But Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the thing that she wanted to do. So, but um, <laughs> Did she ask for permission? Well, I mean, no. I mean, it was just like, mm. it wasn't like, she didn't wrestle me to the ground, but it was like, okay, it's going to be easier just to play along and just be careful oh. and just be cautious here than it is to to just, you know, like try and fight for <laughs> some fight it. Oh boundaries God. or like, you know, make it awkward so I can't yeah. sleep tonight or whatever. Fine. Oh. But, so she blindfolds me and sits me down on the sofa. And I'm like, okay, this is fine. Like, it's all, she's like, it's fine. It's like a little bit stumbly. She's like a little bit, she's not like angry or out of control or anything like that. Mm. But then she decides that it would be a good idea to piss on me while I'm sat on her fabric sofa. Oh my God. And I'm like. Is she crazy? And I'm like, I think I, I suddenly found that one of my biggest turnoffs and possibly my hardest limit is water sports on <laughs> On soft, on soft furnishings. <laughs> you're like, I know you're not going to be able to get that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. Like, I'm because obviously, like, part of dealing with with situations like that is that I try to eroticize it as much as possible. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's go for it. Let's just enjoy it. Let's mm. go for it. And then as soon as this comes down, like, as soon as the piss comes down, I'm like, this is never coming out oh, of this no. sofa. Did you have to sleep on that sofa? I had to, I slept next to the sofa. Oh. Oh, fuck number five. The fuck that made me. I mean, the one that changed my life, I guess, was, um, I guess my first sex on screen. Maybe or maybe my second sex on screen. Oh, we definitely yeah. talk about that. Yeah. I want to know more about the uh, shagging on screen in front of a yeah. crew. Yeah, I mean, the first one was was really just like a bare bones crew. It was kind of even it was kind of weird, like um, very amateur. Yeah, amateur. Um, I look back at that film and I see it 
sometimes and I'm like, I just feel the awkwardness oh, no. pouring off the screen oh, and it's um, and it's tough and it's like it was luckily it was like this really non-normative um, sex scene and it was with a a, um, a a company that's really good so it's like mm. they are very kind of open and very like non-pressuring of anyone mm-hmm. but it was the it was my first scene and I couldn't get a hard on like and it was the first time that I that I um, had ever experienced this, and I was yeah. like, "What is ever in your life? Yeah, that's n- that that's a horrible time to experience that for the first time." But I think it is really. Oh I think it's really normal for yeah. for a performer who's like, "Yeah, I can do this," and then suddenly it's just like, "Oh," because yeah. if you care, you know, like you're not as relaxed. You're not like you're, you're putting nervous. a lot of pressure on yeah. this mm. thing. But thankfully, like, we could do, like, a lot of spanking. There was some... It was one of my few pegging scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we could do that. Like, it didn't really matter that I didn't get a hard on. But then I was like, what if this is my future? Like, I cannot go into porn and be like, I can't get a hard on. Yeah. You know? um, because that's it's, if you can't get hard... I mean, for most commercial porn, you don't get paid because that's yeah, what they're sure. expecting. It's yeah. Well, not just you, you not just you don't get paid. Everyone doesn't get paid. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a, oh, there's so much stress on a male performer. That is a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely so, from our point of view, from from directing porn and being in the porn industry, it's so common for a man, uh, especially for their first time, not to get hard. Yeah. yeah. There is yeah. unbelievable amounts of pressure. Yeah, it's all it's all literally relying on your dick, which you can't tell what to do. No, I mean, it's a it's a human body. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, especially as you go into more commercial porn and like as budgets get bigger as well as like as time frames get smaller, as needs get more specific in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, I work yeah. in I work in Europe a lot and, and a lot of the porn out here is really outsourced. So a company, a US company will often send to a producer, a director, yeah. a kind of treatment of like, this is how this scene is going to go. Well, you I know? mean, it would have been really awkward if that happened on the film that we shot, for example, yeah. which yeah. was ticks and tips and tricks for sucking dicks. Yeah. It's all about so the sucking whole your dick. was around, <laughs> yeah. revolving around your penis. Yeah, but I also think it's like, I, I mean, there is a lot of pressure, but then on the other hand, it's kind of your job. You know, mm. it's like, well, if you can't do it, then maybe... Yeah, it's not right. So how did you, you get over that hurdle? So I, um, I went away and kind of thought about all the pressures the specific situations that that had maybe caused that to be the case like what i yeah. felt inside how i had approached that scene how i um you know all the kind of i got like my flight there like i missed my flight to go over there oh, and like no. i had to go and i had to catch an extra flight and it was no, painful from the get-go yeah it was yeah. from the get-go i spent i spent my entire shoot fee on getting the second flight to go to the shoot you oh. know um but of course like i signed up for the shoot so i have to do the shoot yeah so um so yeah that and then sleeping on like the floor of someone's apartment who mm. was like it's just awkward and like, there were whole worlds of of pressure there mm-hmm. um and um 
then I went into kind of my mind of like, well, how how can we how can I start to deal with this and thought about like for me it's really important that I connect with the eroticism in my own mind like find out what are my turn-ons what are the Mm -hmm. exciting things for me and that I key into those and I've been able to kind of fantasize about those or see them within the scene yeah and be able to kind of connect with my own erotic mind and not just like distance myself yeah instead of just seeing everything as is yeah seeing that full crew could be really daunting yeah Mm -hmm. it can especially if you're taking some responsibility for for the scene which is something that i have always done like i've always as much as i i don't want to like i'm interested in how porn is made so i'm i'm interested in like where the camera is and how the lights are set up and all of this kind of stuff and how it's all like put together and i was always a porn viewer like i i love porn and and a lot of my sexuality i i um came to know through porn and so i have this kind of investment in it and i want to make great hot porn and so i guess like it's hard for me to like i'm not jumping into a scene being just like yeah i want to fuck you know i'm coming into a scene being like yeah i want to make something great and that's like you know it's it's great from a kind of professional point of view but from another point of view it's like makes your job harder in a way yeah it makes Mm -hmm. my job harder because i'm not so like completely engaged in just the exact thing that i'm doing and as time's gone on as i become more experienced i'm more able to um embody that engagement in just the thing that Mm -hmm. i'm doing and take responsibility for my bit when my bit is there but also have like a kind of quarter mind on all the other stuff that's yeah. going on and allowing other people to do their yeah. jobs for fuck's sake we get this question a lot actually and we've got it a lot on our tumblr in the past and on our youtube comments and on our instagram and it's people asking how do they join the porn industry mm-hmm so I thought, who better to ask than a porn performer themselves? <laughs> it's, it, I mean, honestly, it's a tough one to ask answer because, like, you ask, you ask me, and I joined the porn industry three years ago, and the porn industry's moved on. Like, I don't know how I don't I don't know how I would start at this point. Mm. Um, I also think that. And I think that that's the case if you ask people who have been in the industry for 10 years, you know, like they're even less likely to know how to start now because they're like the conditions when they started was so different. Yeah. You know, the, the industry moves so quickly. It's changed um, a lot with, with the Internet and yeah. now with all these new laws that are happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all technology hubs taking over the world. Every, yeah. Everything's but just... But it always has been, and it's partly, it's partly because of technology and it's partly because of regulations pushing people in yeah. different directions and, like, yeah. having to, like... You know, the industry always exists in this kind of world of, like, skipping around yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that um, there is it's interesting, like, for girls... Um, I mean, it depends what part of the porn industry you want to be in. That's yeah. one thing. And, it's and like, what areas, whether or not it's commercial or ethical or, you know, you're, you're amateur. amateur. Yeah, 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 it totally yeah. depends. All sort of I mean, if you, wanna, if you want to do amateur, ethical porn, I mean, I would say just make some porn. Yeah. Like, just start with... Usually, I mean, starting with sexting is 
is good yeah. you know make video make hot videos for a friend or like for you know a willing friend will yes. a partner whatever sensual mm-hmm. yeah well it's all about um, putting yourself on social media isn't there because social media is often not a platform it's your portfolio um, mm-hmm. I mean, that is changing now with the laws coming in because you won't be able to have yeah. hardcore content out. But no one really knows your name unless they can go and see a video or go and see a picture yeah. from you. Yeah. So it, put, put some sexy pictures up online yeah. for people to look at. For for girls who are interested in, well, for girls generally, um, like approaching agents is, is probably a, a good way of doing it. Like mm. you have to be... You have to be careful, of course, um, and like know what you're about and don't think it's going to be like easy money. Um, it's and be like a little bit kind of skeptical mm-hmm. of what agents are, are there to do because they're often there to like they represent like you, if you think that agents in the porn industry, are, like particularly in the European porn industry, are there to represent their clients to producers then you're wrong mm-hmm. agents are there to like their main their most important relationship is with the producers that they produce like give client give talent to yeah, you know right. talent and, is is replaceable and to make money you know that's, yeah that's, that's I mean, talent is replaceable producers like are uh, very very important mm-hmm. so they will tend to even if there's a kind of it's either the talent who comes first or the producer who comes first and the producer's going to win out, you know? Yeah. So you've got to be kind of aware of that. Um, what about approaching, like, producers directly, like, say, Erica Loss? I know that a lot of people just approach her through Twitter yeah. or email her and say that they're interested in being... But she's on another her. level. She's, like, mm. astronomically known for being, well, ethical. She changed porn for worldwide, really, didn't yeah. she? Compared to what is out there at the moment. Yeah. Root Insurance is all about you and how you drive. In fact, that's the number one factor we use to give you a better price, which puts you in control. Just download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate. It's car insurance made for you. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. Fucking hell. So, Florence, tell us the best, worst sex story from our listeners today. Okay, so this this is a lengthy one, but I'm going to start it. <laughs> Oh my god, the worst for me, a few years back I was trying to maintain a long distance relationship with a girl in Amsterdam. I was travelling between there and London. One time I went during the annual Dutch holiday called Queen's Day. Everyone drinks and parties on the street. I got pretty drunk and became an emotional mess. I even cried. Anyway, the girl I was seeing took me back to hers to sober up and sort myself out. She soon ended up sucking me off out of pity i think well this is from a male point of view yes it is well that that surprised me um all was normal until i felt a sharp pain at the end of my dick it was dark so i kind of left it for a bit and then looked down although it was dark i could see red all over my stomach oh shit i start i said to the girl um (laughs) i think something happened she lifted her head and lo and behold her face was covered in blood (laughs) 
as she, as she looked at my dick, I saw that it was too smothered in red and my pubic area was soaked. She was in shock and didn't really know what to do. Her sheets were covered in blood. I ran to the shower and watched my cock rain red all over the shower room floor. It's so poetic. She kept saying sorry and I felt a bit faint. <laughs> I had to lie down in the shower. Anyways, long story, but basically I left Amsterdam that night with my cock bleeding the whole way home. <gasps> my pants were soaked. I went to A&E upon my return. I think most of the doctors thought I'd fucked a prostitute or something. My That's dick isn't my dick isn't big at the best of times, but especially when men and women in the hospital were prodding it on <laughs> the bed. Turns out she bit a chunk out of the tip next to the pee hole. Oh my god, why? I, I mean, accidentally was and she drunk? ripped my banjo. Oh no, but the not banjo. fully. Now my cock is super sensitive and still have issues. Of course, yeah. Me and the girl talked a bit after then, but it was never the same. Like the, Sad. The mental fuckage that that's gonna... Every time some girl's gonna suck your dick, you're instantly gonna be like projected back to that horrific experience yeah. that sounds very very traumatic yeah have you have you ever experienced anything like blood related with your cock ever ruined your banjo string no i had um i had a, for a period i had uh blood in my semen that oh that's scary yeah but it's really common yeah is it yeah I want it just to, happens and I it's just to... like it comes out pink and it's like whoa what is this huh. is, there, yeah. is there a reason for it because i fucked a guy once and found the condom in the bin the morning after and it was red inside and i was just like oh my god what the fuck is wrong with him you like, think what? the worst you yeah. think like there's something wrong with him he's yeah. dying or something yeah. horrible yeah i mean i What's went that? to the doctor and they were like then they said well you know we just just if it keeps going for more than three weeks just come back it's usually just a burst capillary in ah. there and it just goes away an accidental knockage okay That's so it's, i guess i suppose that works for any kind of issue you have if it's a persistent issue go see a doctor get yourself checked out yeah but yeah. i suppose it's pretty normal it's like when we have random periods or spotting when we're not supposed to yeah it's pretty normal too right i can't believe he wait waited until he got back into the uk to go to the hospital i guess maybe i don't know it's stopped. kind of scary to her sometimes it's scary to go to a foreign hospital especially if you yeah. don't they don't speak yeah. your language it's very hard to communicate yeah. you don't know how they're going to be about sexual issues it's not a long flight That's either true. so maybe it was just like, i just want to get home to safety yeah. and please if you go to the doctor about something to do with your genitals don't worry about the shape of them they're just not interested yeah they, no they really way. don't care they've seen like the best the worst the most you know troubled up i mean i just heard the other day about someone taking off the suction bit of a hoover like a henry hoover instead of just like sticking your dick in the tube stuck his dick in the actual oh. <laughs> what? body of the cock well, where the pump is my dad told me this and he was like yeah apparently when the paramedics got there it looked like mince meat oh and i was like D oh no oh, father please get that image out of my mind okay that's the worst story. yeah so they've had to deal with the, the gnarliest shit like they're, they're not going to care about the size, the shape, the weight, the no colour. I feel no like this is a whole way. spin off podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we need to stop now before we are upset. Yeah. It's definitely time for us to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. You can tell us to fuck off this time, I swear. <laughs> so, Parker, how can people find you? Are you on social media? I'm on social media. Um, I usually occasionally 
um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying. My, it was, it's my New Year's resolution, but it? um, but it's my New Year's resolution from 2018. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm on Twitter at Parker of Porn. Okay. On Instagram at uh, Parker Marks, mm-hmm. and um, on the internet at um, ParkerMarks.com. Um, and that's with an X, right? That's with an X. Marks yes. with an X. Yeah. Like the brothers. Parker <laughs> like the pen. Marks like the brothers. I was thinking that's like X is in that triple X, like bumhole. Well, that's yeah. I should never have chosen X as for an, a name with an X as the uh, last name because it's yeah. like how many X's do you put after this? You're like triple X. Hey, <laughs> wing, wing. Um, um, you can also find me um, on a lot of working a lot with uh, Lindsay Cruz. Uh-huh. Um, she'll be launching her. Um, Premium Snapchat via Fan Centro, and she's on uh, Instagram at I really like Lindsay, and <laughs> uh, and Twitter at Lindsay Cruz XXX. Um, you can also find me through Sex School, which is launching oh, our yeah. um, website at the beginning of the year. So amazing! Yeah, so the big things. Yeah, follow that at Sex School Hub. Um, is is the best place to find it yeah i saw the the trailer that is really worth checking out Mm -hmm. it looks it looks amazing yeah i think it's going to be a really interesting project and if anyone wants to binge watch your porn films you can find them on x confessions a lot of them are on x confessions (laughs) especially (laughs) our porn film tips and tricks for sucking dicks we're in it we're like basically teaching parker how to no we're not teaching you how to suck dick (laughs) we're teaching um heidi how to suck parker's dick yeah Yeah. and Mm -hmm. she does it pretty well i've said she does it great damn well oh and yeah you guys are creeping in the background we, we are fantastic. literally creeping i mean like, I'm don't forget sorry. to swirl your tongue you know yeah. kind of creepy yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm sorry to tell the viewers that the viewers i'm the sorry viewers. i'm sorry to tell the listeners that these guys don't get involved at any point but Aww. you know no, kind of everything <laughs> we'll get there Trust maybe me. tips and tricks for cunnilingus will be like yeah maybe oh, you guys you oh this is perfect like three the three of you like you, Heidi, <laughs> read Heidi Florence. But then it Three would, guys, it would t- <laughs> like you guys, all comparing, like they're sitting in a classroom, like rating it all, talking about our honest and open experiences. Like, well, this guy's tongue is um in the wrong place. That's my um, asshole, but I love it. Okay, we're gonna stop now. Yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much for having us um having you you're welcome <laughs> welcome oh, to my sake. thank you for coming to my um well-established home studio <laughs> it's been a pleasure thanks for being um wonderful and talking about your experiences open mm-hmm. and honestly it's really important for yes. our listeners and could everyone please leave us a rating and review us and remember to subscribe and yes, share our shit in again. Please. Hashtag bloody blah. You know the Fuck drill. Given. Fuck you all. Love you all. Have some good fucks in the meantime. Till next week, motherfuckers. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details.